Welcome to Three Gens Theology. We uh, believe all believers should be rooted and grounded in their faith in Christ, and we want to be a help and aid in giving that secure foundation and uh, come alongside to encourage you in your walk of faith in Christ. Well, today we get started in our uh, doctrinal studies and our discussions, and we're glad you're here with us. Uh, today we begin with uh, introduction with uh, prolegomena, and uh, we're going to answer some pretty simple questions. What are we doing, and why are we doing it? And so we're uh, looking forward to answering these introductory questions and uh, talking about some pretty basic um, things that we have to talk about before we get into the meat of, of uh, doctrines that are found there in the scriptures. So we are excited to be um, meeting each week here with you, the three of us, uh, these three generations represented here between uh, Dr. Jim Ruff, my father-in-law, and uh, myself, Dan Hayden, and uh, my son, Cy Hayden. And so we, we are looking forward to these discussions. Part of this is um, selfish. Cy and I want to have these discussions with, with Grandpa, and uh, so we're looking forward to that for ourselves. But as we do it, we want to share uh, these discussions with you and share this truth from God's Word because it is so vitally important. Let's pray together. Father, we come before you, and Lord, we pray that you would do a great work as we discuss uh, the truths of your Word. Lord, to help today to be a, a day where, as we look at uh, what we're going to be doing, Lord, that you would uh, help it to be an encouragement, uh, even an excitement as we look forward to uh, digging into your truth. And Lord, uh, just pray that you would do a great work uh, in us and then uh, that your word would come through clearly. Thank you, Lord, for this time in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. What are we doing? Well, uh, Dan just emphasized that we're going to be doing something called prolegomena right away. And that is the basically the things that have to be said before we do theology. Um, they're the issues that have to be looked at, the questions that have to be asked and, and answered. And we intend to discuss Bible doctrines and theology, so one of the first things I need to do is to answer the question, what are doctrines? The doctrines of the Word of God are literally the things that are taught in the Word of God. Um, the doctrines that we will cover in this podcast are intended to be foundational to, de to the development of your and our personal theology and also to the instruction of others. One thing that might be on your mind is, okay, so we're studying doctrines. Where exactly do we find doctrines? If they're the teachings of the Word, um, is there a chapter in Scripture that's called doctrine? Hmm. No, there isn't. The truth is that we find the doctrines enmeshed in the lives of those who are described and uh, illustrated and introduced throughout the scriptures. We see the scriptures as the revelation of God bringing us the truth that God has been at work in mankind, in humankind. And during that, the time of God's working with humans, he has been teaching things about ourselves and about himself. 
And those things are taught within the context of the lives of the people we see in Scripture. And so that's the source of our doctrine. I think sometimes uh, people are uh, one way or another. Um, I think it makes sense that the word prolegomena would be a little uh, unknown to people. You don't use that word in normal life. It's only in studies that you would use I think use Grandpa that word. might use that word in normal life. Grandpa other than that, that word. nobody uses that word in normal <laughs> Most life. people don't use that word in normal life. Um, uh, but even the word doctrine, I think, sometimes can be... Um, uh, an obstacle to people. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, th- I think uh, sometimes people look at it and say, oh, well, the doctrines, I couldn't possibly. But it's just a simple word to define teachings. Um, and so uh, it's not a, it is a right word and a good word to use, but don't allow, as we walk through this, words like that uh, to stop you from um, digging in to knowing what the scriptures say. And, and like Jim said, there's not, there's not a topical section um, of itemized things in the Scripture. So we look at the historical texts, we look at the poetry, we look at the letters of the Bible, and we bring out from that what it says about God, what it says about the Holy Spirit, what it says about sin in those areas. And mm-hmm. uh, that's where we get the teachings, the doctrines uh, from. Well, and I think that's really, as you know, as we talk about doctrine there, I think that's really what we're trying to do. As a, with this podcast, right? That I think there's a, there can almost feel like there's a, uh, there's an academic elitism to, uh, you know, these these terms. And if you don't, if you can't come in, you don't know these terms, you don't know how to say this right, or uh, that that certain thing or this certain thing, then it can be it can be daunting to, you know, even pick up a theology book and try to read it for yourself, right? right. Um, and so what we're really trying to do is we're just trying to take take basic basic theology. And package it and put it in, putting in human terms, right. um, using those big terms, so you can, so you know what what others are saying. But we really just want to be able to present that, present that to you guys. Right. So as we've talked about, um, what we want to encourage people to do is to not allow those terms to be an obstacle, right? But also um, dig in and and see what those are. So, so we're. To, to not allow them to stop you because it is, it is the word that's right, not the, not the theological terminology. It's the word that's right. right. Um, but don't uh, so don't allow that to stop you. But at the same time, go ahead and learn them. Go ahead and and uh, and figure out what those, what those words um, are uh, are intending to describe. Absolutely. And as an example of that, we have to ask the question: Then, what is theology? Mm-hmm. Well, technically speaking, theology is the study of God, things pertaining to God. The truth of the matter is that theology is not limited to Christian theology. There are other theologies, but we are talking, of course, about biblical theology, Christian theology, that is, the teachings concerning God found in the Scriptures. Um, In broader terminology, Christian theology is really the study of all the major doctrinal issues that we find in Scripture. And there are some that uh, have been historically considered to be the major doctrines, and we will be looking at those as we go along. There are several types of theology. And let me just mention a few of them just to kind of give you the idea of how this study is done. There's biblical theology, which basically is the study of a book 
of the writings of a particular biblical author, of the Testaments, the Old and the New Testament, or of a subject all the way through the Scriptures. And it's basically the idea then that what we are using is a specific teaching, a specific area of biblical teaching found in one of those smaller or larger packages throughout Scripture. There is historical theology. That's the study of theology as it's developed through history. There's practical theology, which <laughs> as, a, uh, as a term would send a chill up and down the spine of any theological teacher. If he were to hear anyone say that any element of theology is not practical, because if it's not practical, it's not worthwhile. Practical theology is, theology is usually the study of uh, those practical aspects of the scriptures being lived out in the lives of those who are, say, pastors uh, or involved in other aspects of the ministry. And then there's systematic theology, and that's the one we're going to camp on during these uh, podcasts. We're going to be looking in a systematic way of these special doctrines of Scripture that are fleshed out all the way through the Word of God. Right. And so uh, why would we why would we need um, a systematic theology? How is that helpful to us? Let me let me ask that. Okay. Uh, systematic theology is helpful to us because it combines a, a number of elements. It combines the scriptures, which obviously are going to be the foundation of what we're learning, because we believe it is the source of true teaching together with the logical presentation of the scriptures, the way in which throughout history, for example, uh, students of the Word of God have used logic together with biblical teaching to present the answers to philosophical problems that everyone has dealt with mm -hmm. uh, throughout the history of humankind. Not everyone self has the same problems, and not everyone will solve the same problems the same way. But we will be working with some agreed areas of study that uh, through church history have been married, uh, major concerns. Let's put it that way. Right. So, the, so all, all Christian theology needs to be biblical, <laughs> right? It needs, to, it needs to pass the biblical standard. But the Bible itself isn't written in a in a, um, a methodical format it's written in in books that are historical or in books that are are poetry or are letter uh, or apocryphal um, and so um, they're not written in a way that um, leads itself to a um, a systematic way of talking about topics right. right and so that's where that systematic theology comes in and says okay so what does what does it say about this topic? And we can look at um, important topics. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's where that idea of systematic theology comes in, right? That it helps us to, in an orderly fashion, talk about important major topics of the Scripture. Sure. Right? Um, and uh, I think that's uh, something, uh, in, in a sense... You have to have a systematic theology because you need to answer those major an those major topics right. of the scriptures. But we also want to be sure to say that it is not 
our theology, our systematic theology that reigns. <laughs> it is the scriptural truth that wins the day. Yes. And our theology should be derived from that, right? Right. Uh, and so it's a, it's a weird combo. People often get these muddled to where they come up with a systematic theology that they agree with, and then we end up forcing Scripture to match our theology. And that's never good. That's right. That's never good. That's right. And so it always needs to be biblical, but you do need to come to a point where you have major uh, answers to major questions about uh, the important topics. Sure. Uh, if if Sai, uh, he's actually teaching right now uh, a group of, of young men mm-hmm. uh, from a, a systematic theology that they're reading together. If Sai if were in a situation with those young men and someone brought up the question, well, um, how do I explain the Trinity to someone? The answers to that question will first of all come from scripture because we know that as we go through the scriptures we will find for example that the new testament particularly emphasizes that the father is god the son is god and the holy spirit is god and each of those passages brought together gives us then the foundation for a doctrine of the trinity the explanation that goes beyond that becomes more complicated and it becomes in a sense more of my ability to try to take those truths as they've been taught for a long time by many Christian thinkers um, and as it's taught by the Word of God and systematize them, put them together into a meaningful explanation that is both biblically sound Mm -hmm. but also that has the the, uh, well, let's say the helpful aspect of being able to discuss that biblical truth with others in a meaningful way. Right, right. And so you bring together different sections of Scripture that remain true from what their context is, um, but then have impact on this major topic Right. Uh, that you're that you're tracing throughout the scriptures, mm-hmm. and so you both need the systematic theology, and you need the commitment to staying where it stays uh, subservient <laughs> to to the scripture itself. Yes, it's, it's an important yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, I like as we uh, we're talking about the sources of systematic theology. You've mentioned the Bible being the main source, obviously, and then but also uh, past. Uh, theological discussions certainly come into play. Um, And so you have people who have discussed theology for a long time, and uh, some of them we would agree with and some of them we would not agree with. And so as we look at past theologies and you learn from them, you have to realize that they had a time and place where they were typically reacting to something going on in the world, Mm -hmm. uh, somebody's false teaching um, about the scriptures, or somebody's true teaching about the scriptures that they, that they didn't like. Um, and, and so they were espousing a different uh, doctrine, uh, different theology. So you have all these past the- theologies. And then you realize also that continues, that we have cultural issues that go on now that 
demand that we address right. or readdress um, theological uh, sections. And so all of that uh, comes with um, our logic that is faulty, um, our care for people that makes us want to bend, bend truths that might not be so acceptable, um, or our obstinance that makes us not want to bend the truth. <laughs> no, that makes us not want to bend our our what we think is true, even though it might not be quite true. And all of that plays into it. But uh, certainly you, you do pull in past the theologies and current culture to address uh, where you really stand. Right. It's important, I think, to remember that all theologies are human. Mm, right. All theologies are culturally bound. They're culturally based. Um, the, the truths of the Word of God transcend culture, but every human being is part of a culture, a part of a, uh, of a worldview, part of a, a system of thinking that uh, they really don't escape completely right. when they're putting their theology together. And so we never look at theology as though it has the same weight as the Word of God. The right. Word of God is the source of truth. Our theology is our wrestling with that truth right. to try to understand it, to try to explain it to others yep. in, a, in a meaningful way. Right. Well, in this systematic theology, we have uh, several areas of of discussion, several major topics that we're going to walk through, and they are very typical of what every systematic theology book or study has. And so we're going to walk through those, and we uh, we're going to walk through them in a in a normal order of things. Um, and so we're just going to talk through a couple of those. Uh, we're going to talk through them and and comment a little bit on them as we as we do. Um, and so we're going to start with. Um, the, the very normal things. We're going to start with bibliology, that uh, the study of, of the scriptures, uh, that we can know that the Bible is the Word of God and that we can trust it. And so that's where you have to start when you start with uh, a theology, because it is our source. It is our main source. And so that's a really important uh, topic of study. Theology proper, the, the study of God. What does the scripture say about who God is? And uh, in that particular uh, study, you end up uh, wrestling with Trinity, um, but also you end up uh, um, talking a lot about the, the Father himself because then the next two end up being Christology and Pneumatology where you study the doctrine of Christ and the doctrine of the Holy, uh, the Holy Spirit. And uh, that doctrine of the Holy Spirit, as, as Sai has said, is uh, one that is downplayed within um, conservative churches and uh, yet the Holy Spirit is of vital importance, um, and we often miss it, right? Sai, the, uh, the one thing that might come to mind as people look at these words, bibliology, theology proper, Christology, uh, pneumatology, what is that ology at the end all about? Right, so uh, ology is uh, just means study of, right? So to take theology, right? Theo is God, so theology would be study of God, right? 
um, which gets to like the second, our second topic is theology proper, which I, is my favorite wording because, uh, you know, I always think for some reason, I always like the, what's the, who, who's the Mr. Peanut? Is it Mr. Peanut? Is that what it is? It's just very, you know, very proper. It's like the, <laughs> it's like the leader of all the other theologies. Um, but that, that, that's all that, that's all that is, right? Ology just means study of, right? I've never heard of Mr. Peanut in relation to theology before. That's hey, a, there, there you go. You, you might, I not, I might not add a ton to the uh, to the brains of this operation, but I'll add some I'll add some mental pictures. That's right. Illustrations that's and mental pictures will be coming from side. As no a youth pastor, that's what I'm good for. So. That's good. That is great. We uh, we also are going to be looking at the doctrines that relate to spirit beings. And so we'll look at angelology, we'll look at demonology and Satanology, uh, giving us the ability then to recognize what the scriptures teach about each of these and, uh, and to find their significance because there is a reason that these beings are there and we do believe that they are real. And uh, we need to understand how they impact our lives, uh, perhaps similarly to or very differently than the way they impacted the lives of many of the biblical characters that we know well. Uh, then we'll look at the, the doctrine of, of mankind, uh, anthropology, and uh, the way that's an interesting one as you think about th- doctrines having to take from throughout the scriptures because there's a lot there about how God interacts with man and who, who man is because you have many, many sources of information. And so some of these you're taking uh, smaller sections and building a doctrine from them Anthropology is one where you're taking, um, you know, the majority of the sections of the scripture, and trying to uh, to bring them together for uh, uh, for uh, a doctrine. Uh, so there's no there's no um, lack of lack of scripture on on that one, um, but uh, still a great study to know um, really who we are and, and um, uh, basic truths of of mankind. Logically following from the study of humankind is the study of the greatest problem that humankind has and that is the problem of sin and so we have the doctrine called hamartiology which is actually from the word for sin in the Greek Um, and then following that logically is the doctrine of salvation or soteriology which uh, we will be uh, spending some time on it is a a vital thing for us to know, first of all, that we are created beings who have fallen and as a result are living in sin and apart from God, and only God could make a way for us to come to be in relation to him uh, with our sins taken care of. I think the study of soteriology is is one where man's logic has really got us in has really put us in a, in a hard spot because the doctrine of soteriology, you take a truth from the scripture and then as, as one trying to follow it logically, you follow it further than the scriptures say. Yes, um, and so it's gotten us in trouble mm-hmm. in, many, in many areas of this particular doctrine that, well, if this, then this, this, and this must be true. But the Bible doesn't say 
steps two, three, and four are true, right. you know? And right. so uh, that, that's an area where I think uh, man's logic, you have to be careful about what you, what you say God says. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can say, I think, and it would stand to reason. You can say those things. Right. <laughs> but uh, if you're going to say this is a doctrine that God says this, uh, you, you, you need to be careful. Uh, certainly, I fall into that same category. I mean, I, we need to be careful that we would be saying God says this in a way that God says this, you know. But I think that's one where it's really there's been a lot of a difference of opinion on things because of steps two, three, and four being from logic, right? Not not scripturally based necessarily. So our logical extrapolations are the the place where we go logically doesn't necessarily fit with. The rest of what Scripture teaches, right, yeah. right, and we get uh, get in into uh, uh, get ourselves in trouble, and then and then begin defending it as though it was Scripture, which is a, a tough place to be. All right, ecclesiology would be the next one, and that's the doctrine of the church. And so, who is the church? How does it work? Who leads it? Oh, lots of in, in, information about. Uh, God establishing the the church. Mm-hmm. And finally, <laughs> the doctrine of final things. Right. That is the uh, the doctrine of eschatology, uh, the eschatos, the the last thing, the last uh, end of things is uh, is a fascinating study. Um, all three of us have read plenty of things about last things. What is the expectation of people about where things are going to go from here, mm-hmm. about how the world will change, about what God will be doing with Israel, with the church, with the world. Um, and much of that, uh, while it may have begun as biblical teaching, finds its way into some pretty amazing and non-biblical mm-hmm. thought. Um, it, it is an area that we're going to have to spend some time uh, prayerfully thinking about because the scriptures do contain an enormous amount of teaching in this area, mm-hmm. but we just have to be careful about the way in which we go through that revelation. Yeah, I think where soteriology has logic causing problems. I think eschatology ends up having opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, God couldn't. Well, God couldn't th- th- do it that way. Or, uh, you know, I think opinion ends up... Um, uh, the, this picture must mean this, you know. Uh, right. So I think we, we see that there's a lot, of, a lot of opinions in that area. So that'll be an interesting, uh, an interesting study for sure. Well, one of the... As we, uh, you know, we got through all these different different doctrines we're going through one of the ironies of you know calling this systematic theology is that you know it's supposed to be all buttoned up into a nice little package um, but really it's, we're gonna it's impossible to go through these without touching on different things uh, you know as we think about theology proper again right it's impossible to go through theology proper and not be 
in there speaking about, you know, Christ's role and the spiritual and vice versa. As we go through different things, we have to uh, discuss other topics. Uh, And so that'll be kind of interesting for us as we go through how much how much to talk about, you know, uh, uh, topics we're going to talk about in the future uh, and and how to make sure that we that we handle those properly as we go through them before we necessarily get to them. Right. Right. Yeah, they're definitely in, interrelated, and so uh, how much how much to to discuss topics that are parts of other doctrines uh, is is uh, it's never it's never bad to do, right. you know. But but uh, will you uh, where will you spend your time uh, doing that? One uh, illustration that I put together, Dan, that uh, uh, and this this follows directly upon what you said. Too, Cy. The, uh, the illustration is how the other doctrines all come into soteriology. Right. And if you, if you look carefully, you begin to realize that soteriology, the doctrine of salvation, could be taught through reference to every other major doctrine that we're looking at. Right. And that's a, an important point for us to keep in mind. Yeah. I- so as they follow like that any any effect on mankind any effect on mankind really can be taught from the others yes uh, because the the work of the spirit and anthropology the way just those two doctrines work together um would have an impact on any any um falling out of activity in in what happens with mankind you know so it, it's they do certainly overlap dramatically in those in those areas for sure uh, yeah all right so we're going to do these uh what we have 12 12 listed here uh maybe it's only 10 if you handle the spirit beings as one um but uh these will be uh um uh, this will take us a while, um, but we're looking forward to, to digging into those things. But certainly there are not only 12 doctrines in the Bible that you can study. And I've heard, Jim, I've heard you talk about doing a, uh, a study on uh, uh, a doctrine of, of, of war, a doctrine of, of walk, um, you know, so a, a study of, of different things in Scripture. So uh, these wouldn't be the only doctrinal studies you could do. Far from it. Uh, in fact, one of my favorites has been the doctrine of the stranger, which uh, when you first hear it sounds right. really strange, but it's actually found throughout the scriptures. Um, Israelology would be another example. Uh, a major books have been written on this subject, and it's an obvious subject to study as a doctrine in that the scriptures are full of teachings related to Israel from its beginning all the way through the uh, the end of God's working together with Israel to form it together with the church. Um, I think that this gives us an opportunity to sort of bring up a, an illustration, uh, a task for you to perform. Try to think of uh, a country uh, outside of the United States, some other country that that would have problems that you don't necessarily uh, face. Think of a world problem that is being experienced uh, by uh, countries in Europe or even 
uh, the Mexican border issues that we are familiar with right now as people are streaming in from other countries to the south. If we look at the, each of these areas, we're going to find problems that they deal with that we've never dealt with. We're going to find uh, areas of poverty that we've never had to study the way they have. We're going to find problems with, uh, with tyrannical governments that we've never dealt with. And how do you then deal with a tyrannical government that puts everything within that uh, society, within that population, into a place where they're constantly threatened, where there is danger on every hand, where you're trying to survive? What are you going to be looking for in scriptures? You're going to be looking for descriptions of what God wants you to do under such a government. You're going to want to know how to live in a, a poverty situation. What does Scripture teach about poverty? What does it teach about government? If you begin to look into those, you'll find there's a lot in Scripture, and thus the doctrine of government and the doctrine of poverty will end up being part of your list. And some of those can be put underneath other studies, you might want to put them under anthropology, for example, but they are legitimate studies right. in themselves. And so they some wouldn't... people would not have ever thought of that particular study until they're faced with the issue. Right. So a systematic theology would try to isolate the the doctrines that are of crucial importance to a to a Christian belief. But they by no means limit the, the doctrines, right. limit the number of studies that the scriptures would have information on, right? right? And so uh, we would say dig in, right? Dig right. In, right. All right, so that answers in, in a lengthy way. Uh, what are we doing? We're, we're going to be digging into the scriptures uh, to see the, the teachings, the doctrines uh, uh, that are there, and then uh, to be systematically going through them to look at the major um teaching themes of uh, Christian doctrines. So you might ask, why are we doing it? Why are we doing it? Well, like I said, a little bit selfishly for Cy and I, we, we get the opportunity to sit with, with uh, Grandpa here and uh, hear uh, him talk about some of the truths that he has uh, learned and taught, and uh, we get to glean from that. Um, but also we want to share that with others because uh, Certainly, it's true that all believers should be growing in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, and that our uh, our minds should be transformed by their renewing. We see those truths in Second Peter three and in Romans twelve two there, and so uh, we want to share uh, these discussions uh, to help others, to be an encouragement for you to grow in your in your walk uh, with the Lord. One thing that we need to, to ask as a general question for, for all of us is, who does theology? What is, what is theology fleshed out like within the, within the church? Um, a lot of people will say, well, I, I'll never be teaching theology. And yet, in reality, you're living theology every day the truths that you've learned from the Word of God, as you've heard uh, 
Pastor Dan preach, as you've heard Pastor Sai teach in his class uh, with the young people, they have had to go into the Word of God to bring out its teachings and apply them to the needs of your lives. As you have learned the things they've taught, they have become part of what makes your theology. And your theology, even if you never become a professional theologian, if you're never teaching in a seminary or in a, a small college over in another country, if, if you never have the opportunity even to teach a Sunday school class, you still do theology as you have the opportunity to open God's Word and to study its various teachings as you take in what you've been taught and you formulate that together with what you're learning from the Word, you become, in that sense, a theologian. You are a user of the Word of God in a greater sphere of understanding and thought that is your theology. And hopefully all of our individual theologies are constantly being uh, in, improved, increased in their biblical content, uh, in contact with the Word of God, not putting meaning or ideas into the Word, but taking it always out of the Word so that our theologies will be well informed. That's our Christian worldview, if you will, but it's also our theology. I, I think, uh, you know, with the conversation, who is a, you know, who's a theologian, I, I think often uh, we, you know, you, you feel like you, you feel like you aren't. And then as you begin to, you know, hear someone talk about a doctrine or something, you, I think frequently you, you might not say it out loud, but you think, oh, I thought this, or, oh, I, uh, well, you know, what about this passage? Right. And so even things that you don't even think you've necessarily thought about, right. There's, st you still have thoughts on those. One, one that was funny a couple of years ago, I was, uh, I was in a Bible study with a couple of people and, uh, we were talking about, I don't remember what we were talking about, but one of the guys was like, I think Chance the Rapper had that had something like that in his song, right? And so he pulls up the lyrics and we're, and we're looking at it and, it, and it was completely off, right? But it was, <laughs> it's still even in that showing, like he had done theology, he had thought through an, um, a doctrine of life, he just didn't realize that that's actually something that he thought, right? Mm -hmm. uh, he, he still had... He still had done the work on that, just did, he didn't realize that he had done that, right? And so that's part of this is we want to bring up these doctrines, we want to bring up these topics so to kind of confront them. As, even as Grandpa talks about with the, with the idea of poverty or, or government, right? We all have theologies on those. We just haven't sat down and gone through the Scripture and seen what Scripture says on it, right? Right. right. Well, that, that's exactly what we started with uh, in our introductory uh, uh, podcast was Colossians 2. Um, where it talks about uh, to see that no one take you captive through philosophy and empty deception in accordance with human tradition. What happens is either we have a biblical theology or we have one put upon us that isn't biblical. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's really an important truth that all of us have thoughts about who God is and about how he operates with mankind and about uh, whether or not there is a heaven and a hell and whether or not we can get there. We all have things we believe about that. We have a theology. But whether or not it is biblical uh, remains to be seen right. when we match it up to the Scriptures. And so it's so important that we know 
what the scriptures teach so that we're not taken captive, so that we're not fooled by those who would uh, force us into other, other teaching. And just looking at that section a little bit backwards, actually, just before that, it talks about having overflowing gratitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we know what the scriptures teach and are founded on it, then we actually live, we live fuller lives. We live more grateful for what God has done for us. My understanding that I'm under the authority of God doesn't make me um, smaller, doesn't make me less satiated with life. It actually brings a fuller life to me because Mm -hmm. I can be confident through theology that my God loves me completely. That's right. And so it brings a gratitude to my life. And when I'm not grateful is when I'm not thinking correctly, (laughs) when I'm not following what the Bible teaches about who he is and who I am, that I don't have my theology proper and my uh, anthropology straight is when I'm not grateful, you know? Right. Uh, And so we do... Uh, just as the beginning of second of Colossians 2 says, Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, so walk in him, having been firmly rooted and now being built up in him and established in your faith. And so, again, we see it as a high priority for every believer uh, to be solidly rooted in their faith in Christ. And we want to be a help in that. We want to be ones who come alongside to encourage you in your walk in Christ and we believe that that is found in the truths of the scriptures. And uh, so we want to, as we discuss these things, uh, to encourage you that way and uh, to be a help, uh, help to you. So when we have these podcasts, which I hope that you will continue to take in, whether it's through the all the fashions of, of podcasts or on YouTube in video, uh, we would love for you to be in contact with us. Uh, You can comment on YouTube, you can give a review on Apple Podcast, uh, or you can send us an email. We'll soon have a different email, but for now you can just send it to me at pd at crossbridgeindy.com. pd, like Pastor Dan, pd at crossbridgeindy.com. And uh, we would love to hear from you to answer any questions uh, that you might have. And uh, from, our, from our family discussion here of these three generations uh, to you, we're, we're excited about sharing the truths of the scriptures to be an encouragement in your walk in faith.